welcome to This Is Life. Yes, back again. I hope and pray you all are having an incredible summer. Uh, we just recently got back from our yearly camping trip. It's, it had, had changed a little bit. Uh, we were planning on going to the Smoky Mountains of uh, like Eastern Tennessee, Western North Carolina, South Carolina, all that. We'd actually been planning on that for a long time. Had a great campsite that was going to be right by a river. Uh, we were very much looking forward to it. And then, of course, the coronavirus, like it's done to all of us, changed plans. <laughs> Basically, we were real excited to go. And then about a month and a half ago, we were getting all the reports about uh, just all, all across the Gulf and in the southern part of the country. Uh, I'll just all the flare-ups, coronavirus, and of course we're still being mindful for my wife's uh, father-in-law, of course in our own health as well, and you know, and the Smoky Mountains aren't going anywhere, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll eventually get there, so we decided to stick around a little bit closer, so I went ahead and canceled those reservations, and we ended up going to Colorado, one of our favorite campsites over near the SS Park, Rocky Mountain National Park area. And really just had a good time. Uh, we went to, we were just, it was just a wonderful, I don't know if anybody, if, ever, if you're listening, if you've ever been out to the mountains, been out to, uh, just to see the Rocky Mountain National Forest, it, it's a little beautiful. It's uh, the fresh air. Uh, it's, the weather's weird, you know, I'm used to in Kansas where we are, uh, you know, any, like anywhere else in the Midwest, the seasons are exactly where they are. It's scorching, blazing hot in the summer, and it's, you know, frigid, freezing in the winter, and uh, we have a true fall and a true spring most of the time, uh, but uh, in, in Colorado, because you're in elevation, it's very, very warm during the day and chilly at night, even in the middle of the summer. And uh, so you have to be mindful of that. And of course, you may uh, also run into some sort of rogue, weird thunderstorm that may just pop up out of no nowhere in the mountains. Um, so all with all those things said, again, we had a really, really good time. Uh, my wife, my daughter, and I, I took them up to what's that called Trail Ridge Road, uh, which if you ever go to Rocky Mountain National Forest, and if you go during this time, uh, just I didn't know this uh, until um, a few days before we actually went on the road and on the trail, went into Rocky Mountain National Park, uh, you have to actually have a timed reservation. Uh, used to be, pre-COVID, you could just drive in and pay your $25 daily fee, or if you have a national park pass, you can present that and go on your merry way and, you know, have access, complete access to the park all day long. Uh, now, however, it's important and you have to have a, um, a pass, I pre pre-register. So, uh, I was lucky enough to be able to get in, uh, within the week we had, a, we had a, we were pretty flexible because we weren't really doing anything because of COVID, right? We didn't really do much, uh, other than stay around the campsite and, um, you know, we weren't eating out or, uh, going on a lot of tours or touristy things. Cause we just kind of wanted to be, uh, you know, with, with ourselves and just to have a social distance vacation. Uh, but it was very important for us to get to the Rocky Mountain National Park. You can't go all the way to Colorado from Kansas and not stay at the entrance of the Rocky Mountain National Park and go. It just wouldn't seem right. So we uh, were able to secure an, a morning reservation and then drove up and presented our pass and uh, went into Rocky Mountain National Park and went up to the 13,000 feet almost, uh, really, really high. I mean, it's in the, the great thing, for those of you who haven't done it, um, you know, we did the, we did the paved road, which it's, it's, it's a, it's a two way road going up mountains. You go so high up that the, you go past the tree line into the Alpine area where the trees can't grow anymore because the oxygen. So you have basically this, this, 
untouched tundra is what they call you know just basically where grass just grows it didn't grow real tall just grows enough to cover the, the the mountain and uh you have all these little weird creatures marmots and lots of lots and lots of chipmunks uh we saw a few elk while we were driving up uh, as well which was really really pretty oh we even saw moose for the first time i never saw moose before but for the first time we got to see some moose while we were driving but as you're driving on trail ridge road it's it's it, if you're in the passenger side, especially going back, back to SS Park, uh, you are literally looking straight down. So as you're, if you're on the side of the road, you're not hugging the mountain anymore. You're uh, the there's a road and then there is a cliff going down thousands of feet. And uh, it was funny because the first time we did this several years ago, uh, my wife was the one who was really really nervous. Uh, she was the one who was. You know, just closing her eyes and putting her head back. Like, I don't want to see. I don't want to watch, you know, at this time. And I was the one who was just, oh, this is so awesome. This is so much fun. You know, I, I you know, look how beautiful that is, baby. And she's like, nope, not going to look. And this, uh, this time, however, I don't know if it's because, you know, I, I have no idea. But I was the one who was wide knuckling at this time. My hands were on 10 and 2 on the car. And, uh. Uh, you know, I, she, she was, just, she was taking pictures and videos of the, you know, being way high up in the mountains and I'm just staring, you know, straight ahead of me, making sure that I don't drive us off the cliff, you know, uh, in fact, on the way, as we were heading back and again, we're, you know, you started with, you go, we went all the way up to the peak. In fact, we went all the way through this time. So we went all the way up to 13, 14,000, went all the way down the other side. And then we went back up and then back down, back to SS park. And, uh, so on the way back to Estes Park, on the way back to our campsite, uh, while we were way up high in the mountains, again, above the tree line, uh, I just started to get kind of tired. Just, I don't know, it's just kind of the thing, I guess, that happens. Now I'm 41 over now. I was 40 last time I talked to you. I'm now 41. Had a birthday while uh, we were on a little hiatus there. And uh, um, I, I just get a little tired in the afternoon sometimes, especially while I'm driving. And I was not about to drive and be sleepy at the same time while I'm driving through a mountain. I think most people would agree that's not a good idea. So uh, I told Rachel, I was like, baby, we just got to pull over. There's a lot of cool, beautiful places to pull over and just explore the land. And I just pulled over in one of the the, the, the parking lot stops there and just put the seat back and took about a 20-minute snoozer. Then I was good to go after that, heading back down the mountain. But if you ever get to go to Rocky Mountain National Park, go over to do the Trail Ridge Road. It's a lot of fun. Um, it was it was as it wasn't as many people as there has been I've before, but I think that a lot of that has to do with the COVID. There's a beautiful uh, visitors center at the top. Um, it was pretty packed, so we didn't go in at this time around. Again, just trying to limit our social interaction with people. Um, but normally, you know, it's 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 just a nice place to stop and to go. This isn't supposed to be a uh, a advertisement for visiting Colorado, but I do love Colorado. Maybe that's because I live in Kansas and they have no such thing as mountains. And it's just kind of cool knowing that eight and a half, nine hours to the West of me is these beautiful, gorgeous, you know, majestic mountains. And, uh, so we try to go when we, when we can, um, it's just always really, really nice time. So that's kind of where I've been. Um, we took a little bit of break, uh, summertime. Um, of course things are still going on with this coronavirus. I, you know, I think back in March when this whole first started, I think most people were hoping that we could uh, have a normal summer. And, and that has very plainly been not the case whatsoever. Uh, in fact, who knows what even normal means anymore, right? Uh, I mean, it's, it's almost like I remember I'm old enough to know and to remember 
there was a pre 9-11 and a post 9-11, you know, and right now we're living in this generation's pre and post. There was going to be a pre COVID-19 and a post COVID-19. And, um, you know, a lot of things I don't like, I'm just like you, I don't, I don't like the fact that we, uh, uh, you know, have to wear masks all the time. Um, I mean, I don't mind it. I'm used to it now. Uh, I, I wish we didn't have to, and it's not because it's uncomfortable. But in fact, I think later on, uh, we're going to talk about the masks and the Christian's response to the mask and how I believe that we ought to be behaving. And I think a lot of Christians are twisted in the, their reaction to the mask mandates, but we'll talk about that later on. Um, but I do, I miss going to movies. I miss going to concerts. I miss, uh, just, you know, going out to eat with my friends. Um, I mean, I miss, yeah, last year, this time of year, we were in Canada. If you remember my, the podcast on the Canadian and the vinyl tiles, if you haven't got to hear that, those podcasts, go back in the archive and check them out. Um, but you know, I, I, I miss all those things and, and I know that you do too. And, and I miss, Knowing and being able to go see my 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 in laws or my own parents whenever I wanted to, you know, we have to be mindful now of just where where our exposure's been and how to make sure that we are you know keeping ourselves safe and secure and healthy, um, and also those whom we love who are more vulnerable and more susceptible to this disease. You know that we're not the ones who give it to them. You know, I, it is kind of shocking, I and mean, I'm glad to hear that the death rates are going down. Uh, but uh, the cases are going up, and most of the cases are 20 to 40-year-olds, right? And I think a lot of that's to do with just because we know we're, we're the ones who are going to the bars and the clubs and the, you know, uh, the, all the other activities. I mean, you want some people talk about like, you know, the protests that happened several months ago. I mean, most of those are young people. So, I mean, you can blame it on whatever you want, but the fact of the matter is, is that the cases in America are not going down. And a lot of cases in a lot of states, like I said earlier, in the southern especially seem to be going up. And um, there's a lot of controversy in the, for some reason, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Maybe, you know, maybe me talking it out will help me understand it. I, I don't know, but, uh, and you probably may be in the same boat and maybe you disagree with me that that's fine too, but I just don't understand why there's such a strong negative reaction to people who are, to, who, to wear to the mask mandates, Right. I understand that at the very beginning of this whole thing, they told us not to wear masks. And I think that's where a lot of people get their hang out. They're like, well, if they told us at the beginning not to wear masks, then why should we have to wear them now? And, you know, we have all these different excuses. Well, obviously, they told us not to wear masks for several reasons at the beginning. Number one, masks were not mainstream. They were not readily available as they are now. I mean, you can go to your local quick shop or your local convenience store, QT or whatever, and buy pick up a mask now. But at the time, back in February, March, April, you could not do that. Their masks were not that readily available. In fact, the only masks you could find were most people, either medical supply stores or hardware stores, you know, looking for those N95 masks or surgical masks at their you know, drug stores. But that's it. And so they, of course, had to tell us to not wear masks at the beginning because that we had to save the production for healthcare professionals, people who it is literally their job to wear masks and has been for years. And uh, if, if all of a sudden there's a run on masks and they aren't able to use and have them. Uh, then there'd be a problem. But as they learn more about the virus, they learn more about its, how it's carried. When I say they, I mean the, the CDC, the WHO, the, the, the United States government, all the governments of the world, rather, you know, the, all the people who are way more smarter than, honestly, you or me, right? 
um, made a determination that masks will not stop it. They may not even help spread it or stop from the spread that much, but they will do enough to slow it. I think that's the key word, slow it. You know, so if you have, uh, you know, you've seen everybody seen the graphics, you know, if you have one person who's wearing a mask versus one other person who's not, or both people are not, or both people are, you know, it just gives the diagram of just how much protection it does. Again, it's not going to stop it. It may not even quell it, but it may slow it. Maybe definitely present a less of a chance. So here's my thought: is if it, if, you know, I, I guess if 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 this virus is is for real, okay, and and I, I'm 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 not an expert. I'm not the one. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have all the data. I have the same data that you probably have. Um, a lot of that could be opinion. We have a lot of people's opinions. Believe me, go on Facebook and put anything about a mask, and you'll get all sorts of people's opinions about about this or that or the other. You know, they'll call it scan scam demics and. Uh, you know, uh, all these COVID idiots. I mean, just, just all uh, mask holes. I mean, come on now. I mean, we just, it's like, we have this, some sort of, so we have like, we have built our culture around being upset at people for wanting to keep others safe. And that just really bothers me. In fact, and I've noticed this really, really sad trend. The majority of people whom, at least that I've seen, and maybe you're different, but the majority of people that I've seen who have a hard time and are getting angry and are negative about wearing masks are Christians. People who claim to be people who I've known to call upon the name of Jesus, who have been, who have gone to church with, who I've done ministry with, I've uh, you know, I just I have a history of, of being in the ministry with them in some sort, you know, where where they were just as excited about sharing Jesus's love than I was. These are the people that seem to be the loudest and most opposition to wearing masks. And, and, and it's like it's, it's like there's some sort of weird. Um, I, I guess what was what's the word? It's, it's, I, I mean, yeah, they can like they, a lot of people have like their conspiracy or they don't believe it's real. Or they say it's because of it's an election year or because the media is trying to, you know, uh, control us or the government's controlling us. And, and uh, I, I'm really confident that that if the government was to control us, there's a million other ways they could do it rather than <laughs> instructing us to put a piece of fabric over. Um, and on top of that, the very, very, the very, very least is if there's a remote chance that the pandemic is real, and I believe there's a very least a remote chance. Okay, we're not. There's a wake up to over six hundred thousand people in the world have died, and the cases are going up by you know the thousands every single day all across the globe. Obviously, it's something. It's something that is an issue. Is something that we should be paying attention to at the very least. If they've asked us to wear masks and they say that's the best thing that you can do to help the slow the spread, then why would you not do it? Is it is it a pride thing? Is it because you don't like the way you look in masks? Some people say, well, I have a hard time breathing. Well, I mean, honestly, you get used to it or find a mask that you feel better, that, that, that feels better. I, I had to have had, I had to have had two masks so far. The first one I got, I didn't like. Okay. I did kind of restrict my breathing. It, it, you know, when I breathed in, it was a little too tight. So I breathed in the fabric. Um, I didn't like it. And then we're driving back from Texas one day and I stop again, just uh, getting gas. And they happen to have a shelf full of masks right next to me. 
and I saw Superman one there. Big Superman, big comic book fans through Superman. So I'm like, hey, that sounds cool. I'll take that Superman mask. In fact, it wasn't even, uh, it, it was the display, right? I mean, it was still in the wrapper, but it was like taped to the box of these things. And they had like, you know, other ones that I really wouldn't want. They had like a it cat whiskers or, you know, I mean, all the symbols and things I didn't recognize, but I recognized the Superman one. So I asked the gal, I'm like, hey, can I have the Superman one that's taped in the front of the box? She goes, oh, yeah, sure. So we took that one off. And I tell you, if, if, as far as masks go, I love it. It's comfortable. I can breathe well in it. I can I can wear it for a long time if I need to. Um, I just have it right there next to me in, that, in the truck. So if I'm going through a drive-thru or I'm getting gas and i got to go in or if I'm going to go to make a stop in the drugstore at Walgreens or whatever, I can just put on my mask, walk in, do my business, and walk out and put it back in there. And, of course, I take it and I wash it frequently like you're supposed to do. Um, I don't see what the big deal is. And what's, what scares me about this the most is that because is that we, that we that we're so consumed with how the masks make us feel that we reject the idea that they help somebody else. And that's completely opposite of how Christians are supposed to be. It's supposed to be. We're supposed to be more mindful of other people way before ourselves. That's what a Christian is. That's what a Christian does. The Bible says very plainly. In fact, we'll we'll read scriptures here in a second about how Jesus told us that that other people are more important than us, that God will take care of us. Our job is to take care of the people. And, you know, I don't understand why that's so hard for a lot of Christians to understand, especially in the day and age of the pandemic, where we have the absolute perfect opportunity to show our Christian love, and we don't. And that's what bothers me. It's like God is giving us this perfect, beautiful, wonderful opportunity to show our love for our fellow man by just putting on a piece of fabric in front of our mouth while we go out in public and public places, and we reject it just because we are selfish, because we are we want to blame it on a, on some sort of corruption or some sort of control or some sort of scam. I mean, I'm, I'm like, guys, come on now. Think, use your brain. Right, you use your, your your ability to really look at the giant picture, not just your selfishness, that makes you just uncomfortable about it. You know, and I, I don't understand why it's also a, a political thing. Like, since when did our health become political? But I guess, for crying out loud, healthcare alone is political. So I guess why wouldn't you know wearing masks become political? Apparently, that's what we do now. We we turn every single argument or discussion or a disagreement into a right versus left Republican versus Democrat issue. Uh, it's, it's like, it's like literally every single thing that we do, you can just tack it to the right or tack it to the left, tack it to the Republican view, tap it to the, tack it to the, the Democrat, you know, point of view. And I just, I don't know. I maybe I'm just crazy enough to believe that both are wrong and both are right at the same time, and that some the truth and the and and and, and what is right lies somewhere in the middle. And honestly. I don't take my cues from the government. I don't take my cues from the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the Republicans, or the Democrats. The only source of uh, author of my of of my focal point and my point of view is the scriptures. Right, is the Bible. That's it. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't even have. A, I mean, I, I'm grateful that God blessed me to be born in America, and I love this country with everything in me, but I'm first a citizen of heaven. I'm first a citizen and a child of God before I am a son of America. Um, and, you know, I, I, guess, I don't know. I, I guess call me crazy, but 
it, you know, if I, I, if God would ever ask me to give up my rights I, as an American, I, that's, that's his call. I'll do it. I have no problem with that. And some people would have a hard time swallowing that pill. Well, you're, you know, these are my rights, you know, this my rights as an American. And God's like, guys, where do you think the rights came from in the beginning in the first place? Right? So if you give your lives and your hearts and your, um, point of views over to the Lord and the way he sees things, then you can't go wrong. Then all of a sudden you are now doing things, you know, by God's standards and not your own. All right. So before I keep rambling, I want to go into scriptures here. And I just want to talk a little bit about how they know we're Christians. How, how do, how does how this world right now going to know that we are Christians? Uh, and again, I believe that this mask situation has given us, is giving us the absolute best, most wonderful opportunity to show the love of God by just putting on a simple mask. I know people have been looking for years on ways to show their Christianity. That's why Christian t-shirts were big for a long time, or Christian music, or um, I don't know, handing out tracks, right? I remember those cheesy little dollar bill tracks that people would put on, on waiters or waitresses' tables. I hated those. It drives me crazy. But people were always looking for ways to show their Christianity. But in all of those things, they're just temporal. They're And honestly, they're annoying. They do nothing, in my opinion, for the kingdom of God. I mean, sure, somebody might pick up a track and find it interesting. And I'm sure that there's somebody out there who's read a tract and it affected them and they you know gave their life to the Lord. I'm sure that those are people who are out there. But I don't see on a grand scale it being really of any use at all because there's no personal connection there. It's just printed paper, printed words on a piece of paper. And Christianity is a very hands-on, face-to-face, um, loving, you know, a, you know, companion, uh, compassion even. That That's what Christianity is. I mean, and so... Again, when God has given us this perfect opportunity for us to show Christian charity by wearing a mask because it protects others. Again, don't get so hung up on, well, Sean, no, it doesn't. You know, I've heard some people say like, you know, oh, well, you know, the the, the virus is so small, it could go right through the fabric. That very well may be, but I promise you, if someone's going to sneeze or cough, you'd much rather them next to you. You'd much rather them have a mask on than not at all, especially in the day and age of a pandemic. So, hey, and also real quick, before I get into scripture, th- there's two things that the mask does besides, okay, let's say even if it didn't, even if it was very, even, even if it did not cause the spread of, or cause the slowdown of the virus, okay, it still does two other very, very important things that actually will uh, slow the spread of the virus. Number one, it, sh- it shows you when you're wearing that mask and I'm wearing that mask, it's putting a collective mindset in society that we're all working together to defeat this invisible enemy. When I see somebody else wearing a mask, to me, that tells me that they have enough care for my well-being to put on that mask, even though it may make them uncomfortable, especially those hard workers, you know, at the, re- at the retail stores or at you know, the restaurants or the waiters or people out there, you know, working in construction. I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, there are people, I have a buddy who works for a cable company. He climbs poles for a living and he has to wear a mask. I mean, these people who I am looking up to every single day that they have to wear them all day, every day, no matter how hot or how cold it is, that's what they do. 
masks. So when I see people who wear masks, that tells me that they are mindful enough in their own selves that they're saying, I want to take care of my fellow person. So I see that as a personal thank you to them. That's when I see it. But also, again, number one is it puts a full mindset into all of us that we're all working towards this common goal of eliminating, hopefully prayerfully, uh, and at the very least slowing this virus. Number two is it reminds everybody of all the other things that will absolutely, there's proven and nobody can deny, will slow the spread of the virus, like washing your hands regularly and, you know, for a long period of time. No, t- not touching your face, right, after you possibly touched infected surfaces or people. Uh, or... Uh, you know, uh, a social distancing, okay? The, the mask is a reminder to do other things that will definitely, without question, undeniably, that everybody can agree. We notice you don't have anybody saying, you know, no to social distancing or no to not sneezing on somebody. Okay, everyone's like, you're taking away my rights to sneeze on somebody. You know, I mean, obviously, those things aren't happening. You know, so those, at the very least, those two things the mask does. So, Anyway, so let's just, for for example's sake, let's just think about this as an opportunity, again, to bless and love other people. And that's what God has given us the instruction to do through his son, Jesus. In fact, if you go to John 13, 34 and 35, this is is Jesus talking to his disciples, but really talking to you and me. And everyone's like, how how are they going to know I'm a Christian? That's a good question. How do people know that I'm a Christian? You know, it's not again. It's 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 not about how you. It's not about how you dress. Okay, some people, some pastors out there say you got to dress like a Christian. What does a Christian dress like? Okay, nobody ever can answer that. I mean, they can have their own opinion. Christian, you know, dresses modest, or Christian dresses in suits, or Christian dresses, you know, and and. Uh, Sunday casual, I don't know. I mean, there really is no, quote, Christian dress code. Uh, I mean, I, I, so I don't know what that exactly means. I do know, however, that God looks upon the heart and that we ought to as well. Man looks on the outward appearance, though. So, um, you know, whatever. Here's how people know if you're a Christian. A new commandment I give to you. This is the verse 34 of John 13. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. He says it twice. They're sandwiched in between the, 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 the frosting, the good stuff, as I have loved you. So in other words, when you look and you read the all four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you read and you study and you take personal, and as a personal reflection, and you put it up against a mirror to yourself on how Jesus Christ loved his disciples and loved others and loved people in general, are you reflecting that when you look into that mirror that when Jesus was doing all the loving and the miracles and the, the compassion and the healing and all the things that Jesus, Jesus did, are you reflecting that to your, to the people who you're around every day? Are you a reflection of Jesus? Is if you're not, if I'm not, then we're not fulfilling the scripture. We're not fulfilling our great commission, which is go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. In other words, the good news that Jesus gave us, that's what we're supposed to be doing. And again, it goes back to that, that, that if you want an easy way, I'm telling you, put on that mask. That's an easy way to show your Christian love. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Verse 35, by this, if you say with me, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. That's how, that's how all men, 
Every single person living will know you're my disciples if you have love one to another. It's not about who you vote for. It's not about what you listen to. It's not even about if you are completely righteous and never sin. Okay? It's about if you have love one to another. Jesus says that's how the world and all this world will know that you are his disciple. And people don't like to hear that because that's hard. It's a lot easier to say, I'm not going to do this sin. It's a lot easier to say, I'm going to vote this way, or I'm going to vote for this guy or for this woman, you know, or I'm going to wear this t-shirt, or I'm going to carry my Bible everywhere I go, or I'm going to hand out these tracts or whatever. I'm going to go to church on Sunday. I'm going to, uh, whatever, whatever else you want to say that people, you know, all these different ways that people say that, that, that makes them a Christian. But honestly, the hardest thing, but yet the most honest is that having love for one another is the only way that we can show our Christianity. And right now we show our love by wearing a mask. I'll say it. I don't believe People who who people who reject masks, I don't. I have a hard time against me. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway because I just that's how I feel. I don't believe the people who uh, people who reject wearing masks and uh, say that it's just that 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 it's and that doesn't work, or they come up with excuses to not do it. They throw fits in the stores when the when the store employees ask them to wear them. I don't believe they're Christians. You cannot be a Christian and not wear a mask. You just can't. Christians, real Christians wear masks because the whole purpose of wearing a mask is to protect other people, is to show love to other people. That's what that says. Jesus said it. And if the mask is even a smallest, smallest possible percentage, if the mask helps in any way for me getting somebody else sick, if I'm an asymptomatic carrier and I wear the mask and it helps, that's showing love. That's showing my Christianity. And if you reject that, you're rejecting what Jesus said. By loving one another, you show that you're his disciple. So, Philippians 2.4 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So I think I'm going to close with that. I'm going to close with the scriptures. And I really want you to chew on that verse. Let me read it to you one more time. Because I don't know if you heard me. Let me read it to you one more time. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to do commentary on it. I just want you to think about it yourself. And maybe next week we'll pick it back up. Philippians 2.4 Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Friends, Think about it. Let this mind be in you as you're walking, you're going to work, as you're doing your daily activities. You know, you're having to deal with the stresses of the, of the world and the, all the things that are going on in your life right now, in my life, and all the things that we're having to deal with and do change and school's coming up. And, you know, we're not sure how things are going to look in the future for all of the things that we know and love. The only way that and the only thing that can sustain us is that mind of Christ. And I believe the only way to do that is to look upon the things of others and let God take care of us. So let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Until next time, God bless you guys. Aloha and mahalo.